0: All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Let's Get It. Chase Martos, Justin Helms here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Oh, wait, I got to do something first, Justin. Excuse me. <laughs> we all knew this was coming, y'all. Oh. The world champs, the world champs, Atlanta Braves are in the building. This is my National League Championship shirt, but I am getting my World Series shirt. I am getting my World Series hat here. I am about to spend half of my paycheck on Braves gear. This is (laughs) the first time since 1995 a world champion from the state of Georgia, a champion in general from the state of Georgia. The Atlanta curse is over. The Atlanta curse. Yes, (laughs) I am. I I it hit me like in stages last night it hit like when it first happened i was floored it was <laughs> se- it was 7 to nothing but at the same time it was just like holding my i was just holding my breath i tweeted no lead is comfortable at all it, it was just no wasn't way. i i just have no words i <laughs> i it, the unlikeliest of teams the unlikeliest of seasons, everything that the Braves have had to endure. I have a baseball show coming up here later this afternoon, but I just I just have to start out this show with a shout-out to the Atlanta Braves while Justin is here to share it with me. Um, I-, I watched
1: bits and pieces and everything like that, and I saw when the Braves were up, I think it was like 6-0 in like the 6th or 7th inning and I was just like, ah, like, because, you know, the Braves, Atlanta teams, I was scared, but, you know, we got I, it done.
0: I knew Max Freed was going to do something. I just, I knew that he was going to shove. Them. And Justin, I, I, again, I have a show coming out, but I just have to say when Max Freed got hit or when he got stepped on in the first inning, that pissed him off. And he was, he was max freed of old from there
1: and i saw the memes He was like max Fried getting his ankle stepped on they had the yeah. microphone and i took that
0: personally <laughs> yeah <laughs> he did he did and and i it again it hit me in pieces and then I, of course i had to get on social media because that's what our generation does nowadays and <laughs> And then I just watched everybody celebrate the World Series. I couldn't stop laughing. I I'm not really a crier when it comes to my teams doing stuff that might change if Georgia wins a national championship. But (laughs) I just couldn't stop laughing. And it was like hysterical laughter almost. Like you know that feeling when your life flashes before you and it just feels fake. Yeah. Wow! Like gotcha. that was
1: what it was when I first like when I first started getting into football and I saw Bama win their first championship, like Julio and everything against Texas and all that other stuff. Like I was just like, like I just couldn't believe it. Like just smiling. Now when Falcons won the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl, I almost cried then, because like <laughs> Falcons, it's just been like so like it's so hard for us to get anywhere and do it consistently and all that other stuff. So like I was on the verge of tears then. I almost cried, but. Bama, like, I, I just more just smile. I'm just excited.
0: <laughs> it's just such a good time to be in Georgia sports right now. I mean, you have, you have Georgia's the number one team in the country that's coming up on this show. You mm-hmm. have the Braves that just won the World Series. The Falcons are one game under 500, which is much more encouraging than we thought it was. Way even more, surpri- super surprising. <laughs> and the Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals just un, unbe- beating everybody's expectations uh-huh. and they're they are right there too they're right there in the thick of things in the eastern conference and it's just so much to be optimistic about to a city to a state that has been through so much <laughs> as a fan base but coming up on this episode of let's get it we're just going to give our reactions to the rankings of The college football playoffs, the first one, came out from the committee last night. And so we need to give our reactions to that. We're also going to talk a little bit about this Georgia quarterback controversy, whether we think JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett should start. I think you already know how I feel about it. Justin feels the same way, I think. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about this, why we think JT Daniels should be the starter. And... um. We're gonna talk about whether or not we think Georgia can still win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as the quarterback. But before we do that, we just want to remind you guys you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at LGI underscore podcast, and you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, every streaming site that you can imagine. But Justin, let's go ahead and get to these rankings here. Of course, number one was not shocking. Georgia's that number one. Yeah. Alabama, that's – what yeah. are you most shocked about through this ranking? I'll go ahead and give the top ten. Georgia, I... Georgia at one, Alabama at two, Michigan State at three, Oregon at four, Ohio State at five, Cincinnati at six, Michigan at seven, Oklahoma at eight, Wake Forest at nine, Notre Dame at ten. Your reaction? And before I say my
1: my my initial what I'm surprised about, I thought it was cool how they um how they rolled it out last night. You saw how they did like they did, they revealed like t- um five at a time, starting at 25. They did like 25, then 20, then everything like that. And then when they got to the top 10, they went ahead and put Georgia in there because everyone knew georgia was number one like there was no question about it, undisputed yeah yeah exactly so they went ahead and put georgia in and then when they revealed two the reaction was like insane because like kirk herbstreet joey galloway they were all sitting at the desk like what like Bama at two is if not the biggest surprise the only other one would be oklahoma at eight like i i I, I don't know how damn is at, too. <laughs> like, I don't, I either. Really I don't know. either. I don't either. <laughs> like, I, you, it, have, you have crazy. three
0: undefeated teams here. You have three undefeated teams here in Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and Michigan State, all below. Michigan State has a win over a top 10 Michigan this past weekend. Or, or Oregon, Oregon at 7-1 and one has the best win in college football, if you ask me, in Ohio State. At Ohio State, a top ten team, one of the best environments in college football in the horseshoe. I don't understand.
1: And the only reason I think they put Bama here is because they don't know what to think of Bama. Just like us, we've seen Bama losing in teams like Texas A and M. We've seen Bama struggle against teams that they're not supposed to. We've seen Bama look amazing in top ten teams in Ole Miss at the time. We've seen us barely get by Florida. So it's like, you you really can't gauge how good or bad Alabama is right now. And I think that's the reason they put us at two because based off, and, and this is what I said, because I think this is what happened to Oklahoma too. I think they're taking past years into consideration more than ever this year. I because think... Alabama at two is insane unless you're looking at, okay, well, this is what they did last year or years past when we said, uh, I don't know if they're going to do so good. Or this is what we saw in years past from Oklahoma when we put them in this position and then they proved that they
0: shouldn't have been there. So that's the only thing I can think of. So the only thing I can, it is all about eye tests. That's, that's the thing this committee is going based on eye tests and not wins or losses, Mm -hmm. because if that was wins or losses, Georgia would be at one. um, Ohio state would be, no, not Ohio state, Oklahoma would be at two or Michigan state. One of the two would be two and three. And then Cincinnati would be at four. Uh-huh. They it's just showing that it's going off of eye tests, in my opinion. And that's why Oregon's at four and Ohio State's at five. But the thing is for Alabama for me, I'm sorry, but they haven't looked very good. You look at you look and I'm now very good Alabama standard. You lose to an yeah. unranked Texas AM at the time. Granted, Texas AM has looked really good the past couple weeks. I believe they've gotten their quarterback back as well. But the biggest thing was Alabama just hasn't improved on really anything. They looked the exact same from from Texas A&M to Tennessee two weeks ago. And yes, it was what a, it was a fifty-two to twenty-four victory for, yeah. for for against Tennessee. That was much closer. Yeah, the whole first uh, half three like and a half quarters, never been that class. Yeah, I. Uh, they had me worried about Tennessee. Now Georgia plays Tennessee next weekend. So we'll see just how good they are, but don't be worried. Uh, I yeah. just like,
1: We saw what y'all just did against Florida. And then you see what, what, what Alabama did against Florida. Like I, Georgia has nothing to worry about. It's Bama not looking as good. And I'm telling you like, and that's what makes it hard because we lose to Texas A&M we come out in whoop mississippi state who's in the top 25 if i remember right on these rankings i can't remember where they're at i think they're
0: 17 let me
1: scroll down yeah. right here so they're 17. in the top 25 but and then we struggle against tennessee who's not even ranked so it's at just home. It, at home you struggle at home yeah. at home so yeah it's 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 so hard to gauge this bama team and i think putting them at 2 puts them in a position where They don't have to prove them their way into the college football playoff because let's face it, Bama being the college football playoff ratings-wise is good for sports. Like they're that's that's the reason they're gonna make they're gonna put there and then off the Alabama name of what they've done in the past and everything like that. I told you, I think they're taking a lot of consideration from what happened years past in the eye test, which is why Oklahoma is just back. Like we've seen Oklahoma make it, get whooped by Bama, make it get whooped by Georgia. And I think that's the only two times they've made it. Honestly, they've just went in and then realized both times that they shouldn't have been there. Like (laughs) they've been playing teams that they got by easily that weren't good or they struggled against teams that they should have got by easily. So I think Bama being there gives them the chance that if Bama loses that SEC championship or they lose somewhere on the way, it's a lot easier to drop them and just move everyone else up rather than like they're already down so like let's kick them even further back and 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 that's the only thing i can think of so i i don't because in my opinion this is what the top four should be georgia i i thought that oklahoma could be anywhere as high as two i really did i thought oklahoma could be number two
0: especially with caleb williams sort of
1: exactly last week persona Exactly. Last week was the first time I've seen Oklahoma just like outright beat a team. And it was because Caleb Williams, like they they looked, they handedly took care of Texas Tech. So I, I thought it was going to be Georgia. I really thought Michigan State would be, too, because they just beat Michigan, like you said, a top 10 team. Like, I don't I don't know why else they wouldn't be. I thought it would be Oklahoma. And then I thought it would be Bama. Like, I thought Bama would make top four. I won't lie to you because, one, I'll admit, I'm I'm a fan. I'm biased. But at the same time, I know how the committee works. I know that they like to put big names in that spot so that they can have big names playing in the playoff. That's just how it works. That's why Cincinnati's at six. I'm sorry to Cincinnati fans. Like, as long as y'all are Cincinnati and not a power five school, it's it's just not going to happen. Like, y'all would have to beat someone better than Notre Dame and yeah Cincinnati beat Notre Dame and Notre Dame's gone on to be okay they're ranked 10 right now they've slid out a few games Cincinnati slid out of a few games that two lane score it looks better than what the game actually looked like so I think that's why Cincinnati is six and they didn't make the top four I never thought they would but yeah I told you my 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 prediction was Georgia Michigan State Oklahoma, Bama. I thought Ohio State should be there. I'm sorry to Oregon. Yeah. I don't think they should be there. And then I thought it would be Cincinnati.
0: I put Oregon over Ohio State just because of the head to head. They have a seven. They yeah. both have a seven and one record. Oregon, of course, has the bad loss against Stanford, in and that's why I put double them overtime. But they have the same record. You have to take into consideration head to head. I am such a believer in head to head. I think that is. If, if you if you guys have the same record but one team beat the other team there is no reason that that other team should get into the playoffs over or be ranked lower than the team that beat them oregon, i don't oregon beat ohio state at home or at ohio state i think that has to be taken in consideration and i'm glad that the committee saw that too my thing is that Alabama and since
1: then Ohio State has scored at least 40 in every game and held their opponents to under 20 in all those games. And and to me, that's the difference. Ohio State since then have picked up and made a, a name for themselves where like I and I honestly think they're kind of flying under the radar because they lost to Oregon right now. I think if they went out, if they beat Michigan State and they beat Michigan because I'm sorry, I think Michigan's gonna be the team left out, they're gonna lose two. And they beat Michigan, and then they win against Michigan State. I'm not sure how that game's going to go. Mel Tucker has them playing over there. But I, I do, like, they just look better than Oregon to me, off eye test. And I understand the, the head-to-head, because when you look at head-to-head, when you go NFL terms in playoffs, that's almost two games. Because not only did they beat you, so now their record's better, they beat you like straight up, like they beat your team. So now they, they've won a game and they're won against you. So that's really two teams, two games. So I can understand why they put them there. And I think that's why another reason why Oklahoma is so far back. Oklahoma, oh, I think that's why they're behind Cincinnati too. Cincinnati beat Tulane better than Oklahoma beat Tulane. So when they look at that sort of, not exactly a head to head, but when you look at that common opponent type thing, that's why they got put behind them. So, but at the same time, Oregon lost to Stanford. <laughs> like, Ohio State lost to a top four team right now. You just admitted that Oregon is good. And then oh, that's Ohio State's only loss. In every other game, they've kind of handled pretty well,
0: except for Penn State, where they struggled and in the Tulsa. first half. And Tulsa, it, too. They struggled with Tulsa. And Tulsa.
1: But, like, at the same time, like, their loss isn't as bad as Stanford, who's not ranked in a double overtime, like you had so much chances to win that game and you didn't. So I cannot put Ohio state behind Oregon. And And if I think, I think if Ohio state and Oregon play today, it would be a different result from what we've seen the first time.
0: Okay. That game was early on in the year. CJ Stroud is obviously a better quarterback. You have a fair point. And that's what I think the committee did with a lot of these teams. They mm-hmm. looked at Alabama taking on Cincinnati or Oklahoma. And they said, Alabama would dominate both of those teams. Um, And I think that that's the reason why they put Alabama at two. And you know what? It's based off of scenarios. It's based off of – it's truly about getting the four best teams in. And you know what? I kind of like it. I don't think Alabama belongs at two at this very moment. Uh I – because at the same time, I'm not totally confident that Alabama could wipe the floor against Michigan State, Oregon, or Ohio State. I think that Ohio State is hotter than Alabama right now. I think they could definitely win that game. I think that Oregon, with their defense, you have, of course, Noah Sewell, you have Kayvon Thibodeau in there. I think they could definitely dominate Alabama's O-line right now. And – You know, I I don't think it's a guarantee that Alabama beats those teams. I think that I understand with Cincinnati at six, and I have the quote right here as to why they put Cincinnati at six, and let me get down to it. But basically, they haven't looked impressive in their past two weeks, especially. Yes, they have the win at Notre Dame, and here's the quote. Can you describe why the committee didn't think so highly or in what ways they didn't think so highly of Cincinnati as the polls have? And Gary Barda, the committee chairman or whatever, quoted, yeah, really can't speak to the polls and how that worked, but I can tell you that Cincinnati has, tremend, has tremendous respect from the committee. They're 8-0. The win at Notre Dame, probably everybody on this saw that game. It was a heck of a performance. It was a great win. But after that win, look who else they've beaten. Look who else they've played. The most recently watching them against the last two weeks against a 2-6 and six Navy, and understanding, preparing for the option in that kind of game can be a challenge. But then the next week, this is the, just this past weekend against a 1-7 and seven Tulane team, Tulane was able to run the ball effectively against them. They were starting a freshman quarterback. I think Notre Dame win is realized and shown here by the respect of being sixth in the country. But certainly the Navy and Tulane and the rest of their schedule was taken under consideration. And you know what? I support that. I, support. I 100% and support I that. Put, I love that statement. And you know what? I've put Cincinnati in the top four. I think they have deserved more respect for how being undefeated for the job that they have done. In the year past, taking Georgia. Granted, Georgia was without a lot of their starters. Mm-hmm. But making a last-second field goal in that game, I have thought Cincinnati deserved more respect. And you know what? The past couple of weeks, it's hard to give them that respect when they play a two and six Navy team close. When they play a one, it was 31 to 12 against Tulane this week. But watching that game, there is no reason that the number two team in the country at that time, the number two team in the country should be trailing or keeping it close against a one and seven Tulane team. And you take
1: away like two of those turnovers in that two lane game. And if this might've gone a different way, they turned over the ball four times. Like, so, and that was really the difference. Like you take away at least two of those. I, I really think this goes different Two lane dominated time of possession. They only had one less first down than Cincinnati only like what 70 less yards. So I'm like, it, that was really just the difference, the turnovers.
0: And, and this is where it comes into play for the American athletic conference. You have to, dominate these teams of course they took the opportunity against Notre Dame they beat Notre Dame in South Bend but at the same time you you can't have a C game against these teams you can't have a D game against these teams you have to come in and you have to dominate every single time against these against these teams and Cincinnati has come out flat against both of these guys and You know, as long as they have a couple more games where you can try and I think they can still get into the top four. I really do, especially if Oklahoma loses, especially if Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, if they get there and
1: um, the rest of the schedule. I don't think they have a chance because I think at this point. What they have put Cincinnati in a position of is they no longer control their own destiny. Every other team in the top 10 does. There's teams behind them that control their own destiny more than they do in Oklahoma. So I I don't, I don't think they're making it now. Cause like we think about this, Alabama loses in that sec championship. This is what all would have to happen for Cincinnati to get to four to me. Alabama has to lose in the sec championship. They'll have two losses and be out. Oregon might have to lose in the Pac-10, PAC I always forget, Pac-10 PAC championship, Pac-12. They might have to lose in the Pac-12 championship and th- kick them out. Michigan would have to lose their second game to either Ohio State or Oregon, because in Michigan, when, I mean, Ohio State, they would have to lose another game to Ohio State, because if Michigan goes out and beats Ohio State and they make that Big Ten championship, I promise you they're jumping Cincinnati. Oklahoma, they went out they're most likely going to still jump Cincinnati. So I, I don't, I, they have no control over their own destiny to me. Like there's, I'm telling you there's teams behind them that have more control. Like I think the, where it stops is at nine, but Cincinnati, like, like you said, when you're in a non power five school, you have to go out and whoop the teams you play every week. That you is. have to, you cannot go out there and struggle against Navy and Tulane and, and nobody stayed in Cupcake University. Like, it just is not going to happen. So, and that's what happened to Cincinnati, I think, in this in this ranking. Like, the, the committee saw that. And, I, and I'm tired of fans looking at the AP poll and being like, well, the AP poll says this. The AP poll was proven to be broken. That's why we got rid of the BCS. That's why we got rid of the BCS poll, because it was the same thing. If you win games, you're in there. Notre Dame and LSU made it two years where they shouldn't have. We saw Alabama go and whoop Notre Dame in a year that most people felt like they shouldn't have been there, that they should not have been there. They just weren't a team that was ready. They hadn't played anybody. They were just undefeated, and their name was Notre Dame. So I think that you, like just winning games has proven that that doesn't mean anything anymore, especially when your schedule is not the same as the rest of these teams. Think about the Big Ten. Michigan is about to have to go through. Michigan State. Ohio State, and they've already went through Penn State and everything like that, and then same with everyone in that Big Ten East. So they're they're just never going to be behind Cincinnati
0: if they're undefeated and barely sliding by nobody. Like Cincinnati's remaining schedule: Tulane this weekend. That's where college game day is going to be. Three and five Cincinnati or uh, Tulane, excuse me. Then the next week they have a Friday night game against South Florida, which is two and six. And the best game they have is November twentieth against SMU. SMU mm-hmm. is seven and one and then a four and four East Carolina. This is just showing Cincinnati's going to have to make a jump to say a big 12 or an ACC or a big 10 to get some credit. And you're right. They're not going to control. They're showing that this is, they're not going to control their own destiny. Like you said, one of these power five schools that wins an S, that wins a conference championship is going to jump them. Exactly. If Oklahoma wins this wins the big 12, they're probably in the college football playoffs. If Alabama, because Ohio State, and Michigan Alabama, State will sort itself out. If Alabama, if Alabama wins out, beats Auburn, beats Georgia in the SEC championship, they're in, and Georgia's in. If you ask me, they, they probably are. are. It's guaranteed. They're showing again that it's about getting the four best teams in college football. They're about. It's about. They're going based off of scenario. Would Alabama? beat Cincinnati? Yes. Would Alabama beat Oklahoma? Yes. Would Alabama even beat a Michigan State? Yes. That's what they're saying. I don't know if that's what they're saying. But with Cincinnati, I don't know they're saying we don't know if you we don't think you would beat Ohio State. We don't think you would beat Oregon. We don't think you would beat Michigan State. We don't think you would beat Alabama yep. and you certainly won't beat Georgia. And I think that was. I think that's another big question. You bring up a good
1: point. I think that's another big question the committee looked at, like if these teams played today, who do we think would win? And I think that's another reason why Bam is at the top because you you can't you can't outright say they would lose to Michigan State, they would lose to Oregon. You can't outright say they'd lose to Ohio State. You can't also outright say they would win. But the one team you can say that everyone would lose against right now is georgia so that's that's what makes it easy to put them at number one
0: it's, i am i am shocked by this i another team yeah. that i don't think got a ton of respect was wake forest they're eight zero. yes they're in the acc do i know if that's another team that you're probably right probably won't beat these teams in the top eight but another team that is Undefeated, the best team in that ACC. Could an ACC team get left out of the playoffs? That's I mean, a pretty yes. interesting. that's a pretty interesting conversation. Could we have? I think this is the year. If Oregon win runs the table, there will be a Pac-12 team in the playoffs, and Oregon still is one of those four best teams. I think what we're going to end up
1: is two SEC teams, Big Twelve. I mean, two SEC teams, Big Ten, and then. Pack 12 I like Oklahoma has to go undefeated and of course they look better with um Caleb Williams and everything like that but at the end of the season they'll most likely be facing I think Baylor on the other side or Oklahoma State or I'm, I'm not sure exactly how they work because they just got a conference championship so it's either Oklahoma State or Baylor I'm pretty sure and I'm just praying they play Baylor next week actually and Baylor's ranked twelve, so I'm just praying, praying, and Oklahoma State at the end of the season. So, actually, scratch all that. I think Oklahoma State
0: could beat Oklahoma. There's
1: one of these teams that has to beat Oklahoma. Like, Oklahoma Oklahoma has –
0: And if Oklahoma has one loss, they're not in the playoffs.
1: They're not in. They're not in at all. So, I think it's going to be two SEC teams, and and that's me being biased because that's me thinking that Alabama is going to win the SEC championship. I know what that means. Big Ten, and then – pack 12. and then the weird thing and I, I don't I mean of course I don't feel bad that ACC left out was left out Clemson dropped off Pitt looked like they were doing good then they ended up losing too yeah. Wake Forest is now the best team in there and they're undefeated but we're seeing everyone else drop like flies so it doesn't make their their record look as good like so but the the areas where I think that the committee got it wrong well I'll admit it Bama at two, I don't think they should be at two. I think the highest, I I predicted Bama at four to six range, four to seven, really. I think that's wrong. I think Ohio State should be over Oregon. I I said why. Ohio State's lost, not as bad as Oregon's, even though it's the head-to-head. I understand. I just think if they played today, Ohio State would win that. I think, and then the last one I say is weird. Michigan over Oklahoma. You have to give Oklahoma some respect. Oklahoma is undefeated and Michigan State has lost a game. I don't think Oklahoma should – I mean, not Michigan State. Michigan has lost a game. I don't think Oklahoma should be behind a Michigan team that has lost a game. So I think that is also wrong. I think that's kind of disrespectful. But I think it just proves what the committee is seeing, what everyone else is seeing, that they're sliding by.
0: So let me put you on the spot right here. Give me your top four teams. As of right, what you would have is the top four teams.
1: Top four, I Georgia, Michigan State, because of who they beat and their record and everything like that. And then they can still prove it with Ohio State. And if they lose, you can just move them out. So it's easy. Georgia, Michigan State. I'm not going to lie. I think I would put Oklahoma at three. Like, I I just, I they haven't lost... They look better with Caleb Williams. If they went out, they'll most likely be in it anyway. So I don't know what the point is in putting them at eight. If at the end of the year, they're going to shove them in there anyway. So I, I, I to me, you might as well put them at three. I think it's going to happen anyway. And then I would say, I would actually say Ohio State and then Bama and then Oregon. Okay. Because Ohio State has looked a very, very improved. Oregon, I told you, I just don't think they're good as Ohio State. And then the other question would be, do you think Bama could beat Oregon today? Do you think Bama could beat Ohio State today? I think Ohio State is more of a question mark than Oregon.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I I mean, obviously, my top three is the same. Georgia, Michigan State, and you had Oklahoma at three. Okay. I, I don't think that, again, you can't deny having them as the top three team or as a top four team because you're right they are undefeated they do look better with Caleb Williams that defense is still a question mark as usual I think they will get just jumped dominated (laughs) annihilated (laughs) by any of these playoff teams I do just because of the defense Caleb Williams is still inconsistent this defense or this offense is still inconsistent Caleb Williams is more consistent than Spencer Rattler. They're a better team with Caleb Williams than they are with Spencer Rattler. But you, yeah. you can't not put them at three. You can't not put them at three. I still put Oregon at four over Ohio State just because Head Oregon better. has head-to-head. I I am a firm believer that you have to respect the head-to-head. I understand that. I understand that Ohio State has probably a better strength of schedule they, um, have, they're the hot team right now. They're, um, but what they've put Ohio state in a position of is, is they control their
1: own destiny. They can earn their spot up into there because they Oregon still have to play their Michigan own destiny
0: too. I think Oregon controls their own destiny over Ohio state because of that head to head.
1: If Ohio state wins out beats Michigan state and then wins the big 10 championship, And Oregon wins out and wins their Pac-12 championship. I think Ohio State's going to get put over them. Because at that point, now Ohio State has beat Penn State. Ohio State has beat Michigan. Ohio State has beat Michigan State and won the
0: Big Ten championship. That's too much. Well, let's look at Oregon's schedule. Okay, their best win, of course, is that Ohio State. That's the best win in college football. Going on the road against Ohio State beat them and really dominate them it was 35 to 28 but it was 35 to 14 for a lot of this game yeah the rest of their schedule they have a four and four washington they have a five and four oregon or washington state a five and three utah and a five and three oregon state so you're right it's you have to take i am just again i am just a believer that head-to-head matters head-to-head is more important in this situation you can art you can art if you if they had the same schedule schedule right can now argue that Oregon Ohio to- State has a better strength of schedule than Oregon that is no secret Ohio State is going to have more ranked teams than Oregon on their schedule they're going to beat these ranked teams but number one Ohio State has Michigan State they had Penn State at home they're going to have Michigan at home this year That's a little – that's going to be a lot easier. Then – and they had Oregon at home. Then you have to take – if you put both of these teams, but they don't play against each other, of course you put Ohio State in there. But Mm -hmm. Oregon controls their own destiny over Ohio State because they beat Ohio State at the horseshoe. I just think you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can –
1: I, I, and I understand that because you say this, like, this is what head to heads for, okay? Ohio State has this super hard, tough schedule where if they make it out, a lot of people should feel like they should be top four. And you look at that and you say their one loss is to Oregon. And now, by default, what you have to believe is that, okay, if Oregon was put in this same position, they would win out too because they beat Ohio State. So that's the only reason I can understand that string of logic of like, okay, like, well, they beat them in the head to head. So what that means in turn, in theory, is that you put Oregon in Ohio State's shoes is that they do the same thing Ohio State's doing, but better. But I just, I don't see that. So, but I understand 100% the, the reasoning by putting Ohio State at five and Oregon at four. And I think the committee set this up nicely. They set it up so that They don't have to take all of the blame. I think the biggest thing they're taking slack for right now is, of course, Bama at two and Oklahoma at eight. But when you look at it, all these things will play themselves out. Ohio State will play. Alabama has to play Georgia. Oklahoma still has a full season ahead of them. I'm telling you, the only team that truly just doesn't,
0: can't do anything except for watch is Cincinnati. And, yes, it's Nick Saban. Yes, he has proved me wrong in the past, especially last year. My goodness, I looked like an idiot mm-hmm. last year. But there's no guarantee he's going to beat Auburn. Auburn, I, Auburn looks.
1: They and look I a said bit that better. with
0: my dad. I there is no dad. guarantee they're going to beat Auburn mm-hmm. in Auburn. Bo Nix apparently only likes to play his best when he plays against Alabama. Well, that's his best game of his career still. I'm sorry infinite sadness you have, you have to you have to there's no auburn can still go to the sec championship they only have one sec loss you're hurting my head
1: no. I, know.
0: I i am I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry it's it it could happen alabama has not looked good on the road no they we have bad not on the road against florida they look bad on the road against texas a&m obviously
1: it's funny because literally just last night when the ranking came I mean, out, Bo
0: Nix could torch it's the first torch thing me and my Josh Job. Bo yeah. could torch that Josh Job.
1: Anyone could torch Josh Job. I could, oh my god, like, dude, I'm not even finna get into it anymore. Like, I've 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 given my piece on Josh Job. There's probably more Josh Job content on the internet from me hating on him than there is anything else. Like, I promise. Like, I oh my god. Oh my God. Josh Joe blows my mind. But this is, I talked to my dad literally last night, as soon as the ranking came out, I was like, I was like, they're putting us here because we could still lose to Auburn and we could still lose to Georgia. Like Auburn is no, by way, no way out of it. They're currently ranked. I think what it was like 18 or actually I think they're top 15. Let me go back to the rankings. I I was looking at Alabama schedule.
0: Gosh, I think no, here they are. Auburn is 13,
1: 13. Yeah. So they're 13 right now. So. The one thing that will look good for Bama if they do win is that, okay, we're beating another ranked opponent on top of Ole Miss, on top of Mississippi State, on top of A&M, on top of Arkansas at the – no. Yeah, we haven't played – yeah, on top of Arkansas at the time. So I just – so that's the only thing that would look good, but let us lose to Auburn. We are for sure – oh, no, we haven't played Arkansas yet. Let us lose to Auburn. We are for sure – going to be not in the playoff like <laughs> that is not like nah like that's two losses all that other stuff so that is a scary game Bama's defense struggles they looked a little bit better in the Mississippi State game and in the second half of the Tennessee game they looked a lot better but it's just not consistent so I, and and then especially stopping the run people gash us up the middle and that's all Auburn does other than a play action boot every once in a while
0: is the best running back in the sec
1: yeah like he he runs through straight through people's defenses and then as soon as they get that going i promise you that play action over the top and we're watching josh Job get burnt down the field so it's it's it that's that's a very
0: very scary game well the team that they're going to be facing is the georgia bulldogs let's go ahead and move on to that game i just want to talk about saturday's game I saw a tweet from one of my friends and I just, I completely agree with it. I felt the exact same way. Just because I'm going to complain about a 34 to seven win, it does not mean that I am an ungrateful fan does not mean I am nitpicking does not mean that I am. Oh, you're talking about Taylor's tweet. I am talking about Taylor. I seen it. Yeah. Taylor bell, a friend of the show. He's been on multiple times. I am not happy, like, I am not, I'm happy that we beat Florida. I'm happy that it was 34-7. to 7. I'm happy that the defense once again played out of its mind. But I am not happy about that offense. The offense yeah. was, the offense, let's see, they had an 11-yard, they had a drive that went 11 yards for a touchdown after Nolan Smith with a beautiful strip of mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. Then they had a 35-yard drive, which I'll give Stetson Bennett credit. That was a dot to Kiaris Jackson in the corner of the end zone from 35 yards out. Yes. Yeah. That, you... fun... that, a... that was after an interception where a defensive tackle for Georgia's defense was out in coverage, tipping a pass to a defensive end in Nolan Smith for the interception. I think that is absolutely insane. That is mind-blowing that a defensive tackle is athletic enough to go out into coverage, play some zone, and tip a pass to a edge rusher in Nolan Smith. Absolutely insane. And then, of course, the pick six from Nakobe Dean. And then it was just a bunch of... Okay, then it was the 42-yard run from Zamir White. And then a couple of field goals. It was the last, like, what, like... <laughs>
1: Four exactly. minutes of that second Georgia half. Georgia
0: scored three points. Georgia scored 21 points in two minutes. And then all, all credit say. goes to the defense. And it they does scored really three points for the rest of the game in the second half, besides I, a garbage time touchdown from Zamir White.
1: And I want to point this out. This is this is when you look at the play by play, this is how Georgia's drives ended in the first half. Missed field goal, punt, punt, field goal. Then this is when they started going crazy. They had one play, 11 yards, touchdown. That came off of a fumble that they got from Florida. So they were already down like near the the end zone. They get an interception, touchdown, only one play, 36 yards. Then interception, touchdown. So it, it's it's a lot of the defense creating for Georgia more than anything. All these turnovers they had were in Florida territory, and then they went on to score in one play. So it's a, it's a lot of explosive plays in defense, and this is what I said is that I think Georgia has weakness, not on defense at all, not on defense, not at close. The
0: quarterback position,
1: yes, they have. They have and I wouldn't even say just that quarterback. I would say at times, there's times where the offense will just look stagnant. Like they can't quite get the run game going. And then you can't fully rely on Stetson to just pull you out of that. So I, I think that there's times that the, the Georgia offense looks stagnant. But the problem is, is that there is no team good enough to exploit it because of that offensive line. I've said this time and time again. I think Georgia has one of the best offensive lines we've seen in the past, like four or five years. Like there's just not getting past that. Like you, you, you pass rush, you blitz, you, all this other stuff. And Stetson might move around, but that's because he's Stetson and he's a mobile quarterback. Like he's never really under duress or in trouble to me. Like, and, and I think that is what's causing Georgia to remain with Stetson at quarterback. As long as he is not getting pressured, he can play his game, which is, a little bit better than a game manager and it, it, like a slightly better game manager. And that's exactly. all that they really need. So, so,
0: so you, that's what's actually, happening. You. I want to start off by saying one thing. I had a dream last night. <laughs> I was half asleep. I had a dream. I was half asleep and I was just waking up in my dream. And I look at my phone and it says JT Daniels has entered the transfer portal. Oh, that's a scary dream. That's my dream. <laughs> I look. At that, I you look at Saturday's to. game, and I think Georgia won that in spite of Stetson Bennett. I really do. I, do. I think that if JT Daniels was in that game, and it's hard, it's crazy for me to say that after a thirty-four to seven win. I would de- put that up 50. De- That defense. That defense gave up or that defense really scored three touchdowns. Yeah, y'all would have put up 50. Georgia would have scored a touchdown on the first drive. Putting JT Daniels in there adds 14 more points per game for Georgia. Georgia has scored over 30 points in every game except the Clemson game this year. 30 Mm -hmm. points or more in every game except the Clemson game. And...
1: Yes, and you can just look at the scores playing, of the yeah. first three games after Clemson, 56-7, 40-13, 62-0, Vanderbilt. Like, of course, it's UAB, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt, but then it drops as soon as you get to Stetson. 37-0, Arkansas. 34-10, Auburn. 30-13, Kentucky. 34-7, Florida. Like, it's a visible difference. So I just – I have no idea – how Stetson can continue to slide by in that starting position while JT is in the back on the bench, and, and, and JT is okay with it. That would be the thing that would no, absolutely he, he I, like.
0: there's There is no way – here is what Kirby Smart had to say on Stetson Bennett's running ability. It's a separator, but there are things that JT does better than Stetson at, like running an offense. Yeah, exactly. He's a quarterback. guy's like, mobility – in a quarterback, is vital. I guess throwing 50-yard bombs isn't vital. Stetson has been able to make some plays with his feet. I don't care unless if it's getting touchdowns. He
1: a quarterback, I you thought there next-
0: were five or six plays in the game where his mobility was a factor. You know what else was a factor, Kirby? <laughs> the fact that he threw two interceptions in double coverage that weren't even close to the receivers.
1: Mm-mm. The fact
0: that he had a wide ass open receiver for a touchdown who had 5 yards on the Florida DB and he underthrows him and leads him to the inside of the field instead of the outside. That's a factor in a football game too. Not just mobility in a quarterback. Exactly. I am, and- I am I am willing to deal with a couple more sacks from JT Daniels' Standing in the and, – and he's made plays, let me say, JT Daniels. is He's not going to run – he's not going to run for 10 yards, but neither is Tom Brady. Mm-mm. He's not going to run for 10 yards, get you a first down. He's not going to run for – he's not going to run the read option perfectly. He's not going – well, he's not going to run the read option, period. Yeah. And I think but this he is can, where... he can avoid He can avoid pressure. He's a five-star quarterback. He is a five – explain to me how there is a – Two two five-star quarterbacks and a four-star quarterback on your roster, but you go with the walk-on. You go with the walk-on from South Georgia, the mailman, five <laughs> and five foot eight, five foot eleven is generous. He's probably closer to my height. Yeah, I don't think he's five eleven. Like I you, think you they know mean, they, they add like 5'11". two inches every for like all these. Exactly.
1: Things. When you just look at him, like he just obviously is like a smaller guy than the rest of them, not only in height but like stature
0: and then Kirby says there're like going just, to be but there are so, going to be plays where things break down and mobility has to get you out of it well there's also going to be plays that's cool but like you have to where you have to use throw the ball downfield exactly why are we why are we recruiting the likes of Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers and Jermaine Burton's been hurt but at the at Harris the end of the Jackson's day to me finally getting help with all these receivers Here's the go ahead. Go ahead and give your point, because I don't think the
1: day that to me, Stetson is a quarterback. I do not care at all. I have been on here saying this about multiple different quarterbacks, NFL college. I don't care what you can do with your feet. You're a quarterback. We have running backs for that. We have running backs for that. That is literally their whole entire job. You even have some receivers who can do this stuff like that if you just throw it to them in the backfield. There is n- in no world where I'm going to take a quarterback that can move around a little bit better for a sacrificed accuracy downfield and sacrificed decision-making and things like that. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because as soon as that turnover happens that quarterback's feet are not going to be good enough all the time to get you out of that situation. It just isn't. You put your team in a bad spot and now your team has to make offensive plays, throw down the field accurately and make big plays. Stetson can't do that. So not, not consistently, not consistently. And I think this is the thing we've seen Stetson make mistakes when he's not been pressured. We've seen him make dumb decisions when he's not been pressured. So let one game happen where he's consistently pressured. I like It's going to be too much. He threw two picks last week and he wasn't even being all the time time. in
0: the world world to throw those.
1: Exactly. So like, let him, let him actually have someone in his face. It's going to be more than two picks or, or it's going to be something that's not going to look good for Georgia offensively. At least they're going to have to be bailed out by defense over and over.
0: Here is the question that I like to ask about my quarterbacks for a team. Do I, if I'm going to draft a quarterback or if I'm going to recruit a quarterback, to be on my team, I need to ask myself, can this guy lead me in a two-minute offense to win a game? If I'm down by two or if I'm tied or if I need a touchdown late, can this guy get me there? I can't say that about Stetson Bennett. Mm -mm. I really can't say that. JT has shown me that he can do that because he's done that before. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I can't say that game managers can't do that. So, yeah, and, and, and that's why, like, I don't, man, like, and, oh, wow. Okay, I know you only have, like, five yeah. minutes less, so I'm going to let you finish your point, and then I'm going to ask you a question. I, I I There is no way that it, Georgia
1: continues this way and and, and and doesn't lose a game somewhere. I just, I don't, I don't. I don't see and, – and the thing to me is I don't know how Kirby can sit back and do this. You already did this once, Justin Fields and You, you know, already did this once. You
0: know what like, I think it is? I, I have said this, and, and I am just – I am a believer. I'm a believer of this. I think Kirby Smart sees himself in Stetson Bennett. Kirby <laughs> Smart was an undersized, not very highly recruited – Safety from South Georgia, from South Georgia, who got recruited to play at Georgia. Stetson Bennett is an under recruited, undersized, kind of athletic quarterback Mm -hmm. from South Georgia who is an underdog. I think he likes that in Stetson Bennett. I think that's why he has made every excuse possible. That's why he has looked for every single opportunity to play Stetson Bennett, even when JT is the clear-cut best quarterback on this team as of right now. Exactly. I I think that Kirby, again, I think Kirby Smart sees himself in Stetson Bennett. And and
1: I wouldn't disagree with you because to me, there's nothing else that like you when you've already done this once, you've already done this once with Justin Fields and Jake Fromm. Like we watched that happen. And then you go out and do it again. You finally, Stetson plays a little bit last year. He gets you to, as far as he can get you, you realize he's not the guy. JT comes in, proves that he's better, comes in the beginning of this season, continues to prove why he's better. And then you still put Stetson in the first chance you get. As soon as JT gets hurt a little bit, you put him in first chance you get. Either one, JT's more hurt than you're telling us in that he's not ready to play. Or two. The same crap last year. He did yeah. the same crap with that injury last year. Exactly. Or two, you're just insane. Like, you're just out of your mind. Like, there's no way you can sit here and watch them in practice and do this. And if I'm JT, I'm mad. I'm mad. If I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm mad. That's what
0: I was going to say. That's what I was going to like, say is if I – Todd Monken is not allowed to talk to the press unless it's the beginning – one press conference at the very beginning of the se- – he does what Nick Saban does at the very beginning of the season – He's allowed to talk to the press. The very end of the season, he's allowed to talk to the press. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if I ask Todd Monkin right now off the record who he thinks is the better quarterback, who he thinks should be starting. It, it would be honest. I yeah. have watched Todd Monkin in the NFL as the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, be the quarterback or have a I've seen his offense before. A JT Daniels type fits that offense. But you got anything else for for me? Nah, nah, nothing else. It's just Just Kirby, figure it out. Just give me a simple yes or no. Are you confident that Georgia can win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as the quarterback?
1: That's a hard to give just yes or no. Um, Am I confident? No. Do I think they can? Yes, but that defense has to be playing out of its mind. That's exactly
0: what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. But guys, that's going to be the show for us today. We thank you for listening. And I will be back later in the day, hopefully tomorrow, either today or tomorrow, to give my reaction and, to, and a couple more reactions to the World Series champion Atlanta Braves. But for this time, for Justin, I'm Chase. This has been Let's Get It. Deuce, deuce.